Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your feedback. Um, it's been a very, very interesting time we've been having. As a matter of fact, you know, things have been so crazy. I've recorded probably around five or so uh, episodes that for whatever reason won't go through, won't upload, won't pay, um, post. So this is probably my sixth episode I'm sharing with you. I just to give you the kind of challenges <laughs> that we've been facing and some of the things that we've been dealing with. I was on the, the radio, um, blog talk radio with uh, Kay Thompson live, co-host Eric, uh, Wayne, Mon, Byron uh, last week and had a really good conversation about HBCUs. And I've recorded that probably about four or five times so far. And I'm going to once again attempt to get you the information because it's so very important that it's worth uh, attempting to give you this content so you know what's really going on. Happy birthday to all my Virgos out there celebrating their birthday. And um, it's going to be pretty wet over the next couple of days, but that's not going to stop us. All that's doing is providing us with um, nourishment so we can grow and flourish. Now, in regards to what's going on with HBCUs, we want to know that you want to know why this is an issue, why this is important, why it's coming up. First, just to give you a little bit of background. Okay, um, there about there are 100 HBCUs left. They service about 300,000 students, and they're suffering from budget cuts, low or no endowments. They have aging facilities and uh, fiscal mismanagement. So they, that's the, 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 where the current situation that they're in. And HBCUs have been dying out for a couple of years. And we need to really look at how our students are being educated. And without HBCUs, what alternatives exist? I didn't go to HBCU. I understand the value of HBCU. When I came here from Jamaica, going to HBCU, I didn't really didn't click. I didn't understand it. As I've been here for the years, I've learned the value of HBCUs and how important it is to make sure that they stay around for the foreseeable future. Currently, uh, the administration has placed um, Johnny Taylor, who's the former CEO of Thurgood Marshall Fund, as the chairman of the HBCU Advisory Board. The HBCU Advisory Board is housed in the White House. The pre this current president moved it from the Department of Education to the White House. It's like going to, from the frying pan to the fry, fire based on what's going on with this administration. But nonetheless, they have put an additional $45 million in funding for HBCUs. Sounds like a good thing, right? Well, the HBCU office was created in 1980 by the White House, and it was uh, designed to increase federal contracts where HBCUs are able to get more federal dollars to support their, their initiatives. HHS, NIH, DOD, 27 federal agencies have HBCU offices, and they plan to increase federal contracts to HBCUs. So there's a lot of resources out there that it's, if HBCUs can tap into all of it, there'd be significant amount of resources that they can tap into to increase their bottom line and not be struggling as much as they currently are. Now, say all that just to keep all that in mind. There is still 
a lot of things that we need to understand. The president currently put $45 million towards HBCUs. At the same time, the Trump administration is asking the Department of Justice to investigate whether or not HBCUs are constitutionally um, cre- were constitutionally created. Are they allowed to even exist? So even though he's given them an additional $45 million or made the money available, he's now investigating whether or not HBCUs have the right to exist. Is it constitutional under with using the Department of Justice to investigate HBCUs? Nonetheless, the 115th Congress, this current Congress, 2018 omnibus bill, an increase of 14.3% in funding. That's millions of dollars for uh, graduate programs. Money that's going to relieve eight schools for capital improvements or give them relief so that they can improve their facilities. Money that's made available for uh, for schools that receive money during the Katrina uh, flooding to eliminate or, or cancel out those loans so they don't have to pay that back. The, the Trump administration is helping you with the right hand and slapping you with the left hand. The Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, wanted to cut $3.6 billion from education. But the omnibus bill with the members of the Congress, House... Senate, Republicans, Democrats came together and increased funding by $3.9 billion, which means they made money available for the federal work-study program, educational opportunity grants, $300 million in loan forgiveness, and money to improve Title III. The, during all this, is the, the, and before all this, the Congressional Black Caucus created the Congressional Black Caucus HBCU Working Group Caucus. So the CBC HBCU Caucus was created to address some of these issues with HBCU because a significant number of the members of Congress of the caucus went to HBCUs. And they know that HBCUs have challenges. They know HBCUs have problems with funding and managing their resources. So this working group was designed to kind of head this off at the pass but this administration is on a very rapid uh, pursuit of destroying the legacy and the history that was created with HBCUs. So while the Congress is doing a great job and being forward thinking, they're not forward thinking enough because we have to get these college presidents in the room and address this issue that is coming down the pipe. And I'm hoping during the ALC There'll be enough conversations around it and give people numbers and people to call and call the White House. So there's enough pressure to kind of ease the White House from moving forward aggressively with this. And what we've done, uh, myself, uh, business colleagues come together through my business arm, uh, TMI, UM, and the political arm, Manchester Group and Associates created a scenario in which we were able to reach out to our business partners and business affiliates and all the business contacts we had and wanted to address the issue of HBCUs and the challenges they have in their funding. Looked at very a, a number of different models and realized that just raising money to give to HBCUs is not the solution 
that is sustainable. That's what's being done. That's what's been done. And that's the current situation that they're existing under. And that's not going to be a solution that's sustainable or people are very interested in doing. So we looked at it and said, well, what is the um, other nonprofit organizations doing? What's the, you know, the cancer uh, the cancer uh, organization? What's the Alzheimer's organization? What's the, how are people raising money that is sustainable and is effective? So we got together with the partners and decided that these are the ways that it's being done. And we put together the infrastructure in place to duplicate what's already working. Don't need to be fancy and create anything new. Duplicate what's already working and present it to the Congress, present it to HBCUs, and implement. This is something that we need time to do. The same token, we need for all of you that's listening, all your friends, family members, to reach out to your member of Congress, reach out to the White House, call them, email them, fax them if you still have a fax machine, and let them know that this attack on HBCUs is unacceptable and it's not going to go without um, the lights of the people turning on, calling it what it is. This is racist in its in its um, its actions. The research does not need to show anything other than continuing with the tradition of creating an a, a opportunity for people who have been disadvantaged to be educated. And attacking this, attacking HBCUs, looking into whether or not they were constitutionally created, looking into whether or not they constitutionally have the ability, they should receive funding, looking into whether or not there's an affirmative action violation, here is just covered by the administration, and it should stop. So if you have any questions, continue to email me. Um, the email that you should use is info at mganda.global. That's mganda.global. Uh, info at mganda.global and mganda.global is um, website as well. So look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Again, enjoy the week. Stay dry. And reach out to your member of Congress, your senator, your elected official, the White House. Start at the top and work your way on down. Support uh, HBCUs and oppose any type of investigation by the Department of Justice into the constitutionality of the encircled black colleges and universities. Have a very good weekend. Enjoy the, the rest of the Virgo season and take care.